0: Represents. Come in. Welcome. I am Tammy Grimes. Mystery fans have often speculated on how the world's greatest detective, Sherlock Holmes, would have fared against 20th century criminals. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle has told us that Holmes lived up to and possibly through World War I and then retired. And now for the listening delight of our mystery theater audience, we present a story which brings Holmes out of retirement to attempt the solution of a baffling and perilous crime.
1: Hello?
2: Mr. Sherlock Holmes.
1: Yes? back
2: to your bees and your roses in Sussex, old man.
1: I intend to. After I bring this case to a successful conclusion...
2: You're in over your head, Holmes. This is a different world. And if you want to smell your roses again, you'll quit right now. (coughs)
0: The mystery drama, The Naval Treaty, was written especially for the Mystery Theatre by Murray Burnett and stars Gordon Gould. I'll be back shortly with Act One.
3: Wednesday on CBS Television. For Annie Potts, it's Insecurity. When her boss picks her to replace him, the rest of the security staff rallies around her. I'll kill if he picks you. So she throws a party to show her appreciation. But things don't work out quite as she planned. Molly
0: said he was sorry he couldn't make it. He's at home converting our
3: den into a garage. It's a guaranteed good time when you tune in to the rollicking comedy Insecurity. Wednesday at 8.30, 7.30 Central and Mountain on CBS Television. For over three-quarters of a century, Buick has enjoyed a reputation for having fine, luxurious cars. We're very proud of that. It's a reputation that grows every year. 1982 was no exception. There was the introduction of the new century and the small Buick Skyhawk. And while each Buick lives up to the name, there are refinements and improvements on everything from the full-size Electra down the line. You see, the Buick reputation isn't just something we ride on. It's something we build on.
4: They say their product is the highest quality.
5: But how can I be sure? Well,
4: they say it's a great value.
5: Well, how will I know until I try it and then it'll be too late?
4: Well, there is another way. A way to stop buying blind and start buying smart. Read Consumer Reports. Consumer Reports tests and rates thousands of things you shop for. Foods, home care products, appliances, automobiles, and much more. Millions of Americans read Consumer Reports magazine every month for reliable brand name ratings.
5: Oh, Consumer Reports, of course. My neighbor's been
0: subscribing for years.
4: Now you can, too. Just phone toll-free 1-800-528-6600 for 11 issues of Consumer Reports, plus the big 1982 buying guide, plus the 1983 buying guide when published, plus the 383-page health and drugs guidebook. All that usually costs $29, but now it's only $14 call right away.
5: Was that 1-800-528-6600? Right.
4: 1-800-528-6600. Don't get taken. Get Consumer Reports.
0: Retirement is a much-discussed topic today. At what age should a person retire? Opinions vary. But facts don't lie. Winston Churchill was in his 70s when he led England through World War II. Thomas Edison was advisor and consultant to the United States Navy during World War I when he was 75 years old. And Casey Stengel led the New York Yankees to four straight World Series triumphs when he was in his 70s. It seems that the answer to the question depends on the individual, and Dr. Watson would agree with me. Holmes! Watson, my dear old friend. It's a delight to see
1: you after so many years. Come in, come in. Oh,
6: thank you, thank you.
1: Did you enjoy your nap on the train? Holmes, how in the world did you know I napped? (laughs) (laughs) Simplicity itself, my dear chap. Tell me, was the cushion you used as a headrest comfortable? No, Holmes, this is too much. You must have spoken to someone who traveled with me. Watson, we've been separated far too long. Now, you're a man who is always meticulously groomed. Yet I perceive that the hair on the right side of your head is disarranged and indented. There are also a few red threads which are certainly not your hair. Now, since I know you came down on the Brighton Bell, first class, you leaned your head against the window. Probably finding that uncomfortable, you took one of the red velvet cushions... And use that as a headrest. Right? Amazing. Elementary, Watson.
6: Uh, You know, Holmes, I'm I'm very glad to see that you're the old Holmes, as brilliant and as alert as ever.
1: You expected to find a doddering old man? Come now, Watson. All you had to do was look in the mirror. You're hale and hearty enough. Now, why the haste? Uh, You remember Sanford Phelps? Your old schoolmate, Sandy,
6: of course. Is he in some kind of trouble? No, no, not he. But his son is in a frightful mess. His whole career at the Foreign Office is going down the drain. Sandy is desperate. Scotland Yard and even MI5 are completely baffled. Sandy asked me to see you and ask
1: you to give him a hand. I'm enjoying my retirement, Watson. But if you'd like me to undertake this task, I'm your man. Now, Watson, you said something about a letter which you were going to show me.
6: There may be no need for it now, Holmes. It was to be my last resort, in the event that you refused to help me. Nevertheless, I'd like to look at it. Well, it's uh, very pathetic, Holmes. you read how the young man asks over and over for your help. Hmm.
1: It's only a beef note from your old school chum, but a whole long epistle from young Percy Phelps. Uh, It doesn't tell us very much, does it? Hardly anything. As I give it back to you, you might note the handwriting. It holds some interest.
6: The the writing isn't his. Excellent, Watson. It is a woman's. No, Holmes, this hand is surely that of a
1: man. No, a woman's. And a woman of rare character. Watson, my interest is already sharpened in the case. I'm looking forward to seeing this young diplomat who is in such devilish straits... And the lady to whom he dictates his letters.
2: Oh, Mr. Holmes and Mr. Watson, I'm so glad you've come. Percy has been asking for you all morning. The poor chap clings to any straw. His father and mother asked me to see you, for the mere mention of the subject is very painful to them.
1: We've had no details yet, but I see that you yourself are not a member
2: of the family. What? Oh, oh. (laughs) Yes, you saw the J.H. monogram on my shirt. Of course. For a moment, I thought you'd done something extremely clever. Uh, Joseph Harrison is my name. And as Percy is to marry my sister Anne, I shall at least be a relation by marriage. I see. You'll find my sister in his room. She has nursed him day and night these past three weeks. Perhaps we'd better go in at once. I know how impatient he is step this way ah oh, mr holmes and mr watson i should recognize you two anywhere i do hope you can help me we shall try i'll leave then
5: shall i go also percy oh
2: no no Anne. i want you to stay if you can bear to hear the whole thing over again
5: well, i can bear anything anything that will help
2: I suppose I'd better start at the beginning, Mr. Holmes. It would save time in the long run. Well, Watson may have told you I'm in the Foreign Office. Through the influence of my uncle, Lord Holdhurst, I rose rapidly. When my uncle became Foreign Minister, prospects looked even brighter. I became engaged to my lovely Anne here, and three weeks ago... I'll never forget the date. The 23rd of May. My uncle called me into his office. I can recall every word of that conversation... Every detail. Percy, my boy, you've
1: handled every matter I've entrusted to you with the utmost discretion. But this is by far the most important matter you've yet to deal with. This is an agreement between our country. And you will see the name of the other country when you copy the document. The agreement would never leave my office if it weren't absolutely necessary to be copied. I regret to say that some rumors have already leaked to the press. You have a safe in your office? Oh, yes, sir. Then take the agreement and lock it up inside there. You may have to work late tonight. I want no one in the office while you're doing the copying. Understood? I do. I cannot risk anyone catching a glimpse of it. I understand. Now, when you have... Finish copying, replace both the original and the copy in the safe... ...and hand them both over to me personally tomorrow morning. Yes, sir. Then you may lock them in your safe now. I shan't rest easy until the original and your
2: copy are back
0: in my possession.
2: So, Mr. Holmes, I took the document... I did exactly as my uncle instructed. When the others had all gone, I took the document from the safe and began work. Without going into details, I saw at once that it was of such importance that at least three of the large powers would have paid fortunes to get their hands on it. I worked as quickly as I could, but it contained 26 separate articles, and by nine o'clock I was feeling tired. A cup of coffee would help, So I rang the bell for the night watchman who has a little room at the foot of the stairs and makes coffee for any of us who work overtime. Is that the only bell in your office? No, there are a number of them to different offices. But I rang the night watchman's bell. To my surprise, it was a woman who came to my office.
5: You rang, sir? Oh, where's the night watchman? He's not too well, sir. So I climbed the stairs for him. And who are you? Well, I'm his wife, sir. And I'm also one of the cleaning women. Is there anything you want?
2: Well, yes. I'd like some coffee, please.
5: Well, I'll see to it that my son gets it for you, sir.
2: And that was the last I saw of her, Mr. Holmes, until much later. You had never seen this woman before?
1: Never. Interesting. Proceed. What happened with the coffee?
2: Nothing. I continued to work until, feeling more tired than ever, I decided to go down myself and see what was keeping the night watchman. So I descended the stairs, passing the landing where another set of stairs runs at right angles to the main curving staircase. Leading to where? A side door opening on Charles Street. Uh Ah? This door is kept locked, and only a few of us have a key. You have one? Yes, but I rarely use it. Oh, oh, Mr. Holmes. If only I hadn't gone down for that stupid coffee. I, I should have stayed in my office. I should have stayed and finished. I should have stayed or... Or I, I should have taken more care. Go on. You were on the
1: stairs on your way to the office of the night watchman.
2: Wake up, man. Wake up. The coffee's boiling over. No. What? Oh, Mr. Phelps, sir, I'm sorry. I was boiling the kettle and I must have dozed off. Dozed? You were dead to the world. If you are here, sir, then who is ringing the bell? A bell? What
1: bell is it? The bell in the room you were working in. Your room, sir.
2: Mr. Holmes, a cold hand seemed to close around my heart. I ran like a madman up the stairs, the watchman following me. Well, there was no one in the corridor no one in the room. Everything was exactly as I left it, except that only the copy I was writing remained. The original trade agreement had vanished. A most intriguing problem. What did you do then? Well, I think I literally went berserk. I was convinced, because such a short time had elapsed, that energetic action on my part would recover the document. I raced downstairs and out to the side door to Charles Street i knew the thief must have used the side stairs else i surely would have seen him you said that door
1: was always kept locked
2: but it was open i presume you told that to scotland yard oh i i don't know i i think so i must have and what did they make of it nothing hmm. go on it was a warm spring rain falling and charles street was deserted but when i rounded the corner into whitehall street oh there was plenty of bustle I saw a constable standing on the corner, and I asked him if anyone had passed that way. He replied that he'd been standing there for 15 minutes and that only one woman had passed, tall and elderly, wearing a paisley shawl. As we stood there, I heard the nearby church tower strike three times. I'd forgotten the watchman had followed me, but had been unable to keep up with me. Mr.
1: Phillips! Mr. Phillips! We must go the other way. The woman who the constable saw past this way was my wife.
2: The constable said she seemed to be in a great hurry. She wants to get home, out of the rain. Oh, I, I suppose that could be. You're only wasting your time, sir. Every minute counts.
1: Take my word, my old woman has nothing to do with it. Let's move down to the other end
2: of the street. No, wait, wait, I must think. If you won't, I will. Oh, hold on there. Where, where do you live? 16 Ivy Lane, Brixton.
1: But don't let yourself be drawn away on a false scent. Come with me to the other end of the strait.
2: I was obsessed with the thought of retrieving the document. But I allowed him to persuade me. We found nothing. We returned to my office, searched together. Again, nothing. But you did visit the watchman's home. Well, after our search proved fruitless, we took a cab and reached his home in Brixton... Imagine my surprise to find his wife was not there yet. Well, he had no explanation. Then when we heard a key turning the lock and the front door opening, that's when I think I made my mistake. I, I let him go to the door. Sarah, there's a gentleman waiting to see you. If it
5: isn't Mr. Phelps, what you doing here? I, I,
2: I think you stole a paper from my office. And I'm calling Scotland Yard. <laughs>
1: Did you stay with her and her husband until the men came
2: from the yard? Yes, Mr. Holmes. She was under my eye all the time until they took her to the yard and searched her. And found nothing? Had nothing on her husband or anywhere in the kitchen either. Oh, that's when the full extent of the nightmare hit. And that was when I collapsed. If
5: it's any help to you, Mr. Holmes, Percy was brought here directly in, in an ambulance. I I was so concerned that I wouldn't allow them to take Percy to his bedroom, but insisted that Joseph vacate this room at once. And my poor brother has been in an upstairs sitting room ever since. Oh, tell me, please, Mr. Holmes, do you see any hope? Darling, you must remember that Mr. Holmes has been inactive for some years now, and times have changed. The best minds at Scotland Yard and military intelligence have been baffled.
6: Yes, but that's just the kind of case where Holmes succeeds, Miss Harrison. That's why Percy's father asked me to get in touch with him. Thank you, Watson, for the vote of confidence.
1: But there are a few dark corners here that will have to be illuminated before I can answer Percy's question.
0: Do you believe that time has passed our old hero by? That the powers of Sherlock Holmes, the pure deductive reasoning, the microscope and the encyclopedic knowledge are no match for the more modern criminals? Whichever side you choose, and I caution you, it's not a sure thing. You'll find the answers coming up shortly in Act Two.
3: Right now, independently owned True Value Hardware stores are celebrating American independence by offering special values on True Test paints during True Test anniversary paint days. Hi, Pat Summerall to say, until July 11th, weatherall latex flat house paint in 26 colors black and white is just $11.98 a gallon with custom colors slightly higher and give siding shutters and trim all season protection with new weatherall satin or gloss finish both value priced exclusively at participating true value hardware stores and home centers hotel coupon and discount offers are confusing and limited that's why the world's largest lodging chain invites you to call best western before you call anyone else Chances are, you'll find the Best Western just where you need it most, at a price you'll want to pay, no strings attached.
7: When you turn on the 11 o'clock news tonight, you'd like to think that what you're watching is the best newscast in Detroit. Especially if it's the only newscast you've had a chance to watch all day. You want reporters who'll give you the best possible coverage of news, weather, and sports. Reports that are up-to-date, exacting, uncompromising. News 4 Tonight at 11 gives you just that. But not only just that. It gives you special features and reports that gives it an edge over other newscasts. Information that could translate into an added edge for you. A consumer tip that might alter your shopping list. A warning about that latest Hollywood blockbuster destined to bomb at the box office. It's this kind of complete reporting that qualifies News 4 at 11 as the best late-night newscast you can watch in Detroit. And it's this kind of reporting that won it this year's Emmy Award for Excellence. So tonight, don't settle for anything less than the award winner. News 4 tonight at 11. Thousands have already switched. Now the one we want is you.
0: It's exciting to have our old friends Sherlock Holmes and Dr. Watson with us once again, with Holmes faced with solving a puzzle that appears to be insoluble. Does Holmes retain his old skills? Certainly Watson believes he's as keen as ever. But there are doubters. Time takes its toll of all of us. Let us rejoin Holmes and Watson as they stroll back to Percy Phelps' sick room in the lovely Phelps' house.
6: You do have some ideas, Holmes. You you, you, you see some way to clear up Percy Phelps? I'd say, Watson,
1: that at the moment we're equidistant between failure and success. But let's go in now and see if a little refreshment has strengthened Percy Phelps. Well, Miss Harrison, I must say the patient's color is much better.
5: A beef tea works wonders.
1: And so does Sherlock Holmes. There is one question of utmost importance that remains to be answered. Did you tell anyone that you had this special task to perform?
2: Oh, no one. And I'm sure the yard went into the night watchman's background. Oh, yes. Um, He's an old soldier. I believe he was in the Coldstream Guards. Mr. Phelps,
1: I've been noticing. Your roses are lovely. The moss rose in particular.
5: We know that roses are your speciality, Mr. Holmes. But Percy was hoping for something on the mystery, which will ruin him. Do you see any clue?
1: You've furnished me with several. But, of course, I must test them before I can evaluate them.
5: You suspect someone?
1: I suspect myself. What? Of coming to conclusions too rapidly.
5: Then go to London and test your conclusions. Excellent
1: advice. Watson, come along. And, Miss Harrison, I see what excellent nursing care you've given Mr. Phelps. May I urge that you continue it?
5: I need no urging, Mr. Holmes.
1: Since I'm not offering you hope, I thought at least I'd give you advice.
6: Holmes. I can't see where you found several crews in Phelps' recycle. I couldn't find one. Watson, it's
1: delightful that you haven't changed. Come now, there's one fact in particular that literally cries out for attention. Think, Watson, think of the most singular incident about this crime.
6: Uh, well, if, uh, if no one knew about the document, how could it have been stolen? Capital Watson, excellent.
1: But that's still not what bothers me. It doesn't ring the bell, so to speak. Bell? Uh, oh, oh. oh, You mean the bell that rang in the watchman's office? Exactly. What kind of a thief is it who rings a bell to give the alarm to announce his presence in Culps' office? Yes, but uh, couldn't the bell have been rung by accident? About as likely as to say that it was rung by ghosts. No, Watson. Give me the answer to the question of the bell, and I'll give you the solution.
6: Could the bell possibly have been out of
1: order?
6: Uh, what are you writing?
1: An advertisement which will appear in every evening paper
6: in London. Here, read it. I uh, now. Yeah, ten pounds reward. The number of the cab which dropped a fare at the door of the Foreign Office on Charles Street at a quarter to ten in the evening of May 23rd. Apply, fly, Dr. John Watson, 25 Harley Street. And I
1: hope you won't mind my using your office
6: for this purpose. <laughs> I'm delighted.
1: But what makes you confident that the thief came in a cab? If we believe, Phelps, that there's no hiding place in either the room or the corridor, the person must have come from outside and yet left no trace of damp boots anywhere, we may safely deduce a cab. Oh.
6: my quarters above my office on Harley Street and settled ourselves when the telephone jangled. Hello?
2: May I speak with Mr. Sherlock Holmes, if you
6: please? It's, uh, it's, uh, it's for you,
1: Holmes. Mm. Holmes here.
2: I have a piece of advice for you, old man. Oh? Go back to your bees and roses in Sussex and forget about this investigation. You are out of place here with your old-fashioned craziness with the microscope and that silly hat.
1: Perhaps you'd care to refer me to a good haberdasher. This
2: is no joking matter. A few bee stings may give you a moment of pain. But if you persist in this nonsense, you may very well receive a permanent injury. You take my meaning. I'm listening. You have been warned.
1: what was that all about? A warning, Watson. And an error. Because the warning could only have come from someone who knows I'm on the case. Uh, uh, Could you recognize the voice? Aside from the fact that it was obviously disguised, no. Uh, 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 Surely you could tell whether it was a man or a woman. Watson, we have a large and curious cast of characters in this little puzzle. Since the caller was obviously attempting to alter the voice quality, it could be a man or woman trying to convince me of the wrong sex. Howes?
6: Using your methods, we can eliminate some people as above suspicious. Why don't you try it, Watson? Of course, uh, Anne Harrison and her brother
1: cannot have had anything to do with it. eh? For argument's sake, let's say that she and her brother are accomplices. Don't forget, her brother was in London on the night of the theft. Now she exhibits this overpowering display of affection... To make sure that Percy doesn't say or do or remember anything that could be damaging to their plans. Yes, but to her... I've I... made some inquiries. The Harrison family isn't too well off, so the motive could be money. Very well. My next name is Lord Holdhurst. The most difficult crime to track is the one which is purposeless. But this is no purposeless crime. We know that there are at least two foreign powers whose governments would pay a considerable sum to see that trade agreement, and Lord Holdhurst might profit by it. Inconceivable, Harris. Do you find it inconceivable that a statesman might find himself in a position where he would not be sorry to have such a document accidentally destroyed? But not a statesman with the honourable record of Lord Holdhurst. We cannot afford to disregard any possibility. We shall see the noble Lord today and find out if he can tell us anything. <laughs> It is very kind of you to receive us, Lord Holdhurst. Your reputation is very well known, Mr. Holmes. And I wouldn't offend your intelligence to pretend to be ignorant of the object of your visit. Then you also know that I'm acting on behalf of Mr. Percy Phelps, my unfortunate nephew. Despite the fact that my kinship makes it the more impossible to screen him in any way, I have made... Diligent inquiries. May I ask as to what or whom? Certainly. The night watchman's background has been exhaustively looked into. We find that he left the service with a good character. His wife is a different matter. Did she explain why she answered the bell when your nephew rang for his coffee? She said her husband was tired. And her haste to get away that night? She was later than usual. Wanted to get home. And how was it that her husband and your nephew arrived at her home before her, although they left some 20 minutes after. Well, the difference between a bus and a cab. Mm. Have you done anything else? Everyone in this office has been shadowed night and day since the theft, and nothing untoward has been discovered. In effect, then, you're saying that you see no alternative but your nephew. I'd rather not comment on that. Isn't that your territory? But suppose the document were found... At this point, that seems most unlikely. But if the document were found, it would make a great difference. Now, Mr. Holmes, unless you have some further... Just a few minutes more, Your Lordship. Did you ever mention to anyone that you were having the document copied? Never. You're certain of that? Absolutely. Then it follows that since neither you nor your nephew ever mentioned the matter, the thief's presence in the room was purely accidental. He saw his chance, and he took it. Once again, that is your province, Mr. Holmes.
6: Not mine.
1: Have you looked into the matter of the bell ringing at all?
6: I wouldn't know what to make of it. Seems very
1: strange, indeed. Mm. One more point, if you please. I understand that you feared very grave results might follow if the details of this document became known. Very grave, indeed. Have any such events occurred? Not yet. Since nearly three weeks have elapsed? Would it be fair to assume that the document has not reached them? We can hardly assume that the thief took the document in order to frame and hang it. But then why has he not sold it? Do you have any explanation for that? None. Unless you suppose that the culprit had suddenly been taken ill. With a nervous breakdown, perhaps? I didn't say that. Now, really, Mr. Holmes, I have pressing matters waiting. I wish you every success in your investigation... No matter who the criminal may be.
6: Well, Holmes, isn't Lord Holdhurst a fine fellow? Oh, eh? yes.
1: But he has to struggle to keep up his position. He's far from rich.
6: Oh, why why don't you say that?
1: Didn't you notice that his boots had been resold? No.
6: But, oh, surely, Holmes, it's unthinkable. Watson,
1: I have a line of inquiry I must pursue on my own. And I'd appreciate it if you'd meet me tomorrow on the same train we took to Woking yesterday. Because, unless I'm badly mistaken, that is where the next action will occur.
0: We are much taken today with nostalgia. Perhaps because time has thrown a rosy glow over what we refer to as the good old days. But there's no doubt whatsoever in the minds of the millions of Holmes fans that the London of Sherlock Holmes and Dr. Watson was much more romantic and much preferable to the London of today. We'll be back to that London and the English
8: countryside shortly. If you've been reading about wise money management in your favorite publications, you've undoubtedly heard about Dreyfus Liquid Assets, one of the world's largest money market funds, and about the big yields you can get on your money right now. Start with as little as $2,500. Make added investments as low as $100. With Dreyfus Liquid Assets, your money is yours whenever you need it. Phone for it, have it sent to your bank, or write a redemption check for cash or to pay your larger bills. You keep right on earning that high yield, compounded daily until your check clears. No penalties on interest, no sales charge, no charge for the checks. It's so simple, sensible, convenient. But find out for yourself. Call toll-free 800-228-5000 for free information and a prospectus, including management fee, charges, and expenses. Read the prospectus carefully before investing or sending money. Discover how Dreyfus Liquid Assets can help you get the lion's share of today's high money market rates. 800-228-5000. Toll-free 800-228-5000. Excuse me, I
3: own that shoe store across the street. Uh-huh. Want to buy it? Well... I'll be honest. I have great shoes, but no customers. So I'm ready to sell the whole thing at any price, you name it. $12. $12. Sold. Ooh. Well, now that you own a shoe store, what will you do with it? Well, advertise. Well, I tried. A lot of newspaper ads, than TV and magazines. I'll probably go radio. R- radio? Yeah, according to the latest studies, everyday radio reaches more people than newspaper, TV, or magazine. How did you What's know? more radio targets customers? I'll match up the right stations for my dressier lines uh-huh. and different stations for young casual. Since radio costs a lot less than newspapers or TV, I'll get good efficiency. <clears throat> Listen, I'd uh, I'd like to buy my store back from you. Where I? At a fair profit. Okay. How much do you uh, want? $156,000. That's a pretty fair profit. Can't believe it. I'll take it. Radio. It costs less, targets your best customers, and it sells. Radio. Red hot because it works. For more facts on radio, call this station of the Radio Advertising Bureau. They brought you this message.
0: One line of a famous poem reads, Oh, to be in England now that spring is here. I'd like to paraphrase that to read, Oh, to be in England whenever Holmes is there. Stay with me and you can be transported to England and be with Sherlock Holmes and Dr. Watson as Holmes comes out of his retirement to match wits with a criminal whose crime threatens to destroy promising career.
6: Holmes, why are we traveling to Woking again? Because, Watson,
1: if my deductions are correct, that is where the next happening must occur. (sighs) Young Percy has gotten himself into some very deep waters, and it may be difficult to get him safely ashore. You think that somehow Percy has gotten himself involved with international spies? International spies do not announce their presence by ringing a bell just moments before they get their hands on a document. Is it possible... That young Percy was the target of some plot by a jealous colleague? I do not think it likely. How do you
6: explain what happened?
1: From all the facts that I've been able to gather... I think that Percy Phelps was a young man in the wrong place... at the right time.
6: When we arrived at Woking, it was a glorious afternoon. Holmes suggested we walk to the Phelps residence. Accordingly, we set out along a winding path... It's led to the grounds. What do you think is going to happen here, Twyking?
1: I haven't the slightest idea, Watson. Well, 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 what, what would make you think something will? If nothing happens, I would have to rethink my deductions, and entertain serious doubts about my ability to help Percy Phelps. Down, Watson! Oh. on the ground. Yes. Yes. Watson, yes. call for the shelter of that large tree over there. Yes. I see it. As quickly as you can.
6: Still, this you're
1: expecting, Holmes? Frankly, no. But I do take comfort from one thing. Oh, sir. The fact that our adversary is a poor shot.
5: Come in, Mr. Holmes. Percy's been asking for you every five minutes.
2: I've made a perfect nuisance of myself, Mr. Holmes. Have you any news for us? I have a report. The best I can say
1: is that it isn't completely negative.
5: That is better than I expected. Uh, Could we hear the positive aspects right away?
1: You may not view it in the same light as I, but I have been warned to get off the case. Once over the telephone and... And somebody took some pot shots, I guess, on our way here. That's
5: terrible.
1: On the contrary. Someone is worried, and that should give us heart.
2: Mr. Holmes, I'm beginning to believe that my life... As well as my honor is threatened. What makes you say that? What happened last night? The very first night I slept alone. Without my dear Anne nearby. About two in the morning I was awakened. I knew someone was opening the window. For a moment I was frozen. Then I leaped out of bed, rushed to the window. Flung back the shutters. You, you there. What are you doing? Joseph! Anne, There's someone trying to get in my room! That's about all there was to it. Except that in the moonlight, I distinctly saw the flash of the blade of a knife. What about the intruder? Any description? Oh, it was a man, I think. He was wrapped in some sort of cloak, which covered the lower part of his face. He was gone in an instant. I should have tried to chase him down, but I was too weak. Fortunately,
1: it might very well have been dangerous. Do you think you're strong enough to walk around the house with me? We might be able to pick up something that's been overlooked.
5: I hardly think you'll discover anything new. My brother Joseph and the groom went over the grounds thoroughly earlier.
2: That's true. They did find some marks in the flower bed outside the window, but the weather's been so dry lately that... And was hopeless to follow the trail across the grass.
1: Nevertheless, I'll ask you to humor me. Watson, you'll come along, of course, to keep an eye on our young patient here. And I'll join you. I'm afraid not. I must ask you to remain exactly where you are. Can Joseph come? Of course. He might be of some help.
5: I confess I don't understand you, Mr. Holmes. Why are you so anxious
1: to separate Percy and me? The separation will be short, and I hope the results will make it extremely worthwhile. You were right, Joseph. No one could make much of these marks in the flowerbed. But why don't you and I go ahead while Watson and Percy take it more slowly? Uh, Search yourself, Mr. Holmes. Where are we heading? Around the house, to see if we can discover why that room and Percy should have been the particular target if it was a burglar. I should have thought that the larger windows of the drawing room and dining room would have been more attractive.
2: Uh, those windows are more visible from the road, but... The room where the entry was attempted looks more promising from the ground. Of course. By the way,
1: Percy said you found some place where the intruders scaled the fence.
2: Right over there.
1: Let's have a look at it. Uh, Here it is. Right here. Well, you can see where a fragment of wood is hanging down. Hmm. Do you think this was done last night? Doesn't it look rather old for that? Well, possibly so. And there are no marks on either side of anyone jumping down. I don't think there's anything to be gained here. Why don't you rejoin your brother-in-law and Dr. Watson when I go back to the bedroom and talk the matter over?
2: With my sister?
1: I believe she's the only person there. What do you want with Anne? Miss Harrison, what I have to say is of the utmost importance...
5: Well, you discovered
1: something after all. You must stay here in this room all day. Why? What do you... Trust me, it's vital. You mustn't move from this room. Have your meals brought here. I don't understand, but I'll do it. And when you go to bed tonight, lock the door of this room on the inside and keep the key. But
5: Percy, what about Percy?
1: He'll come to London with me.
5: And I'm to remain here?
1: It's for his sake. You can help him. Your promise. Do I have it? Well,
2: yes, but I...
1: Lord, Now let me break the news to Percy. I see that he and the others are approaching.
2: Well, Mr. Holmes, I quite enjoyed the walk in the sunshine. What do you propose now? It would be a very great help to me
1: if you would come up to London with us. Immediately? As soon as you conveniently can.
2: Say, in an hour? Well, I feel strong enough if you feel I can really be of help. The greatest possible. Perhaps you'd like me to stay in London tonight. I was just going to propose it. I think I see what's behind your plan, Mr. Holmes. You do? Yes. If my friend of last night should make another visit, he'll find the bird has flown. Perhaps you'd like Joseph to come to look after me. Not
1: necessary. My friend Dr. Watson is a medical man, and he'll look after you. If you'll be so kind as to give us lunch here, we three shall all set off for town together. Watson and Mr. Phelps, I shall see you to your compartment and wish you a good journey. See here, Holmes, you said that you you, are
2: going to accompany uh, us to
1: London. There are one or two small points which I need to clear up. Your absence, Mr. Phelps, will in some ways rather assist me. What about our investigation in London? We can do that tomorrow. I think that just at present, I can be more of use here. But I say, Holmes, what about... Accommodations for our young friend? Exactly. You have a spare bedroom, I believe? Of course. But when will we see you? I expect to breakfast with you tomorrow. There's a train which will bring me into Waterloo at
4: eight.
2: I should apologize, Doctor. I'm afraid I kept you up rather late last night. Nonsense, young man. I just felt that you should have had more sleep. I didn't sleep a wink. And where is Holmes? It's not much past eight. He'll be here. You have implicit faith in Holmes. Uh, I've seen
6: him do remarkable things. Do you think he expects success? You can ask him yourself.
2: If you will come to the window, you'll see he's getting out of a cab now. What's the matter with his hand? Why, why is it bandaged like that? I haven't the slightest idea. Well, he looks like a beaten man. And I had hoped for so much upon his return.
1: Good morning, gentlemen. Oh, Holmes, you're not wounded. Tush, it's only a scratch due to my own clumsiness. This case of yours, Mr. Phelps, it's been a remarkable experience. That, uh that bandage Holmes tells of adventures. What happened? After breakfast, Watson, remember I've breathed thirty miles of surrey air this morning, and I'm ravenous. I see you've done well with the sideboard. What's under here? Ham and eggs. (laughs) Good. Mr. Phelps, please join me and help yourself. Will you have curried fowl or eggs? Oh, nothing, thank you. I cannot eat. Well, then, I suppose you'd have no objection to raising the lid and helping me? Not at all. I I don't believe my eyes. It can't be. I I cannot be. Catch him, Watson. And I think after we get him in a chair, a little brandy. Oh.
2: Oh, is
1: it It really is the trade agreement. It is. I owe you an apology for bringing the news in this fashion. But Watson here will tell you I never could resist a touch of the dramatic.
2: Apologize? Oh, Mr. Holmes, you've saved my career, my whole life. Oh, I owe everything to you. There's no need for an apology. But I'm dying of curiosity. How did you get it? Where was it? I've already confessed
1: my fondness for the dramatic... So allow me to reconstruct my activities of last night. It was exactly nine o'clock when I climbed the fence and jumped into the grounds. I placed myself carefully behind a rhododendron bush. The night was fine, but it was still a long, weary vigil. A little after two, the peaceful country sounds were broken by the sound of a bolt being thrown back. And a moment later, a door creaked open. And Mr. Joseph Harrison stepped out into the moonlight.
2: Joseph? My brother-in-law? Joseph, you're about to be brother-in-law.
1: And also a merciless scoundrel who took advantage of you and your hospitality and very nearly ruined you. But why? What had he to gain? Money. A great deal of money which my inquiries show he badly needed. Joseph was a gambler. Oh, never anything large, Mr. Holmes. That's what he told you and Anne. But he was and is so deeply in debt that he faced criminal charges. He was desperate.
2: I still find it hard to believe that Joseph is a villain and a thief. Holmes, you haven't finished. Why is your hand bandaged? He must have sustained that injury when he accosted Joseph on the lawn. Not quite, Mr.
1: Phelps. I wanted him to lead me to where he'd hidden the document. And once again, you will have to put up with my theatrics. I stole to the window and peered in. He was lifting up some baseboards. As soon as I saw the document in his hand, I slipped through the open door and said, "I'll take that, Mister Harrison." You meddling fool!
2: I warned you to stay out of this. Now you'll pay for it. Drop the knife! Do no. drop it, or I'll break your arm. Now,
1: Mr. Harrison, if you're as clever as you are vicious, you won't make me use this revolver. The document, please. Thank you. What are you going to do with me? Nothing. Now that I have the document, you're free to go. But I doubt that Scotland Yard will let you off so easily. You let him go? I wired four particulars to the Yard this morning. I expect they'll find Harrison has fled and rather suspect that you, Mr. Phelps, and Lord Holdhurst, would be just as happy if this matter never came to court.
2: Oh, the newspapers would have a Roman holiday. Exactly.
1: But Holmes, what made you suspect Joseph in the first place? The science of deduction and the bell, Watson. The answer to what kind of a thief rings a bell is no thief. If not a thief, then who? A friend who'd come to visit and decided to steal in short Joseph Harrison was in London he was to meet at the train with Phelps it seemed logical that Harrison might be early and so he drops in on Percy no one is in the office not knowing where Percy might be he rings all the bells including the one in the watchman's office while doing this he sees the document realizes its value and in a flash is down the stairs and away once back at Woking, he secretes the trade agreement in his room and is stunned when you evict him that same night. All this was deductive theory, which was proved when he made the attempt to enter your room the very first night you were alone.
2: Well, you don't think he had any murderous intentions. The knife was to be used only as a tool. Perhaps.
1: I can only say that Joseph Harrison is a gentleman to whose mercy I should be extremely unwilling to trust.
0: Once again, the greatest detective of them all, Sherlock Holmes, comes out of retirement to solve a case that baffles Scotland Yard and MI5 and proves that it's not necessary to teach an old dog new tricks. The old ones are more than good enough. I'll be back shortly to discuss the question of the actual age of Sherlock Holmes.
3: When you get itchy red skin, get corny, corny. You get it. Darn bug. Get
0: cord When you get it. it. Oh, touch of poison ivy. Get corded, corded,
3: corded. Cordaid, Cordage. Cordage gently works with your body's natural defenses. It's all you need for the relief of dermatitis and other minor itches and rashes. When you get it. It's
6: the Get corded,
3: corded. you can follow label directions. Hi, this is Bob Newhart. Your public library has asked me to give you the answers to a few of the questions that are most frequently asked. 1847, Jane Austen, the Philadelphia Phillies, Pork Bellies, King Kong, not in Texas. Now that you have the answers, please don't call us with those questions anymore. But if you have other questions, If you
6: have any questions at all, you can call. Give them a jingle. I'm the library.
3: A public service message of the American Library Association
6: and it's done the day is in there peace and quiet have descended